Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Hey, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, I guess it's right after Halloween, um, and we are starting something a little bit different for us. We are going to be doing a full in-depth run of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing uh, from like 83, I believe, something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. I bet yes. you wrote it. Let's go with that. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. where it was. Uh, so you were two years old, old man. I was. Uh, yeah, This I think this is pre-Watchmen. It's post-V for Vendetta, mm. but pre-Watchmen, yeah. um, based on what I read in the back of the book. Uh, Google. Yeah, but this also starts on issue 21 of it, actually, because Bernie Wrightson and Len Wein did the first 20 created issues of whatever. It. Yeah, created the first right. 20 so issues. Um, and it's, yeah, it's sort of a, a leftover, almost throwback to like the, the 50s horror comics that ended up getting uh, the, the Comics Code Authority involved and all sorts of weird shit. But um, anyway, we have everybody with us. We have Lena, we have Todd, we have Adam, we have Brian. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yes, this was this was two years before um, Watchmen. So he actually may have been writing some of this while he was working on Watchmen. Yeah, and there's definitely some similarities to parts of it as well. There's also, I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one who saw it, but I, I felt like there was a lot of similarities to uh, Sandman as well. Um, and it might I just kept be the waiting for him to show up. Like I know, right? Hell, well, the second predates. book. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But, but like just visually storytelling style, it's you know it is what it is. But uh, so yeah, so we're doing book one, which is going to be issues twenty through twenty seven of the original run of the saga of the Swamp Thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, basically part of to, to get into this book, what you're missing at the beginning is is that they basically killed off the main character of Swamp Thing, and then uh, and then you you start out with him being brought back to life, basically as a natural creature Im- like embedded with the uh, identity of a human being, even though like, so he's sort of like a living ghost. Imprinted memories. Imprinted memory. Like a, yeah. I think uh, he's referred to as an elemental creature later yes. on in the series. Yes. So uh, anyway, so he is a person and he is not a person. And uh, that uh, sort of uh, very metaphysical ideas will carry at least through the first two books quite a bit. Wait, so uh, you're saying that he's a Republican? Uh, no, that's just being wishy-washy. Ooh. Okay. Uh, um, so, uh, or a demon, but we won't get into that. Uh, the there's demons book. in this book too. <laughs> there, there are demons in the second book for sure. A little bit in this one too. Uh, yeah, but Mr. Too. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Uh, yes. Our cocktail is called the arcane. You're going to take an ice filled shaker. You're going to add one ounce each of apricot brandy, dark rum, golden rum. So I'm guessing the dark rum is kind of like the black rum, maybe like a Kraken type rum. Uh, lime juice, pineapple juice, you shake the shit out of it, you strain into an ice-filled glass, and you garnish with a Luxardo cherry. Okay. Uh, awesome. Uh, I have, um, uh, I have a drinking game rule. Uh, Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? Yep. Lana, do you have a drinking rule? Probably not. No, Lana's just along for the ride because we confuse the living shit out of her. Um, and also she has a life. Uh, so. Yeah. By the way, yeah, if it was, even if we were doing, uh, not our, this like Swamp Swamp Thing series book, Uh um, work is kind of crazy at the moment. Uh, and I don't really get a break for a good five, six weeks. So (laughs) the entire time we're doing this book. So yay. Okay. (laughs) 
series. <laughs> you're you're going to be our outside observer. We're going to try to explain to you what the fuck is actually going on in these books as we go. And why it. you should read it. Or yes. what matters from it. Or or even at least just the cliff notes of it, if we can sort of muddle through on that. But yeah. uh, She's going to sit there like church lady and just look at us disapprovingly the whole time. That's every podcast episode like of record. Yeah. usually do. Yeah, but now you can put more focus on it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you can focus your disapproval. We can harness it, weaponize which it. Dis- which one of us you're disapproving at that moment? Oh, it'll just be me. It'll be like my face melting <laughs> in Raiders of the Lost Ark the entire yeah. time. Just melting. It'll be great. Uh, and there is melting skin, I think, in this book? Or is that the next book? Yeah, no, it's this in this book. book. This, this, melting skin. Yeah, the... Yeah, You've okay. got Woodrow. Yeah, yeah, Woodrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that because, yeah, that's a whole other thing I want to discuss. Uh, but so, Todd, what is your drinking game rule for this? I don't know who I am. Damn what it, that was mine. <laughs> Nothing matters. So every time Swamp Thing is existentially crisising, take a oh, drink. Oh, man, you're going to be fucked. <laughs> so fucked. <laughs> Uh, yeah, mine is uh, is simpler. Uh, it's called Tweet Tweet. Every time you see a bird, uh, at least in this first book, take a drink because there are lots of birds in this book. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, so mine is called Green with Envy. Every mm-hmm. time you see the word green, whether it's referring to Swamp Thing or the green of yes. the mm-hmm. power. That was, uh, was going to be my other one. You could also do uh, red as well because uh, mm-hmm. that ends up coming up quite a bit as well. So, um, okay. So I guess, so basically, yes, what starts out at the beginning is you have the death of Swamp Thing and then he becomes uh-huh. like his identity gets Im- embedded into this uh, this boggy mass because he blows up, he runs into the swamp, he has just created this formula for everlasting life. Ever- Alec Holland is the yeah, guy's name. Alex Holland, Alec Holland, right. right. Um, and so he runs, jumps in the, in the bog and, and then all of a sudden becomes a bog creature. Um, and then the second one is where he sort of he, in the, well, I guess in the second book, he's sort of like in this meditative state with nature and earth and eventually comes to life in order to kill a billionaire asshole who has frozen his body um, and used, you know, and it, it's it's very much this like technology versus nature kind of storyline. The, uh, the, the, the iconography is yeah. an asshole. Yeah. But it's very, the iconography of the second issue is not well hidden. Um, and then uh, the third one is sort of more, he's back in a coma. He's searching for his own identity. Uh, the third one is when uh, Woodrue, also known as the Floronic Man, Floridic Man. How do you say that? I'm going to say it wrong a bunch of times. Floronic. Floronic. Yeah. Did we do another book with that character semi-recently? Yeah, he was in the Poison Ivy. Uh, uh-huh. That's what it was. One. I kept running into that. I'm like, I know this character because I couldn't fucking say his name right. And I know it was something we've done semi-recently. Uh, so he shows up. And then, of course, Swamp Thing once again returns. Uh, he, uh, Woodrue is defeated in uh, book 24. And then 25 through 27, you have uh, Jason Blood arrives. And there's a fight between right. Jason Blood. Um, and, oh, this is also where you have uh, Abby Arcane, uh, the pseudo-love interest later. Uh-huh. But at the first one, she's just a friend. She starts working at a uh, home for uh, children uh, with uh, dis- like mental disabilities. And they keep seeing creepy monsters, uh, which they call right. the Monkey King, and uh, they get scared, but then, of course, Swamp Thing comes in to save the kids, 
Um, and uh, and that's where we end that first collection of stories. Did right. I miss and anything? Jason, major? Jason Blood shares his body with Etrigan the demon. Right. Yes. So, so and with Etrigan, he uh, always speaks in rhyme. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Okay. Yeah, it's always in rhyme. Is Etrigan? It's um, Etrigan will show up in and out throughout DC over mm-hmm. the years, and I always rate the writer on how they do Etrigan because a lot of them are really bad at it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I can yeah. I can see that. It's yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things in here where I can see that people go, "Oh, that's a really interesting way of doing that," and then try to do it themselves and can't. They're bad at it. Um, you also uh, jumped over the fact that Justice League had a you know oh brief cameo presence. in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, the, the Justice League sits there going, "We can't fucking do anything about it." Like that's pretty much all they do, really. Yeah, they go like, uh, "Yeah, you've got Green Arrow going. We're screwed, guys." I yeah. guess this is where it ends. Yeah. But I liked um Alan Moore's um he his one-line descriptions of each of the characters on the Flash, it just made it feel so lonely to be the Flash, though. I believe his yeah. line was the effect of one man so fast he lives among statues. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, and you're like, true. That's like the lonely place to be. Yeah, this is this is where I like Alan Moore. This is before mm-hmm. he goes into qu- crazy rip, like a wizard territory. Uh, I mean, you can see the crazy wizard emerging, but this is before he goes full on. You know, uh, I think Watchmen ruined him. It very well might have, uh, which would be unfortunate because it's so early in his career. But uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing I just think is interesting is this idea that you take essentially what is a horror comic and mm-hmm. turn it into a meditation on environmentalism and uh, the meaning of existence and cohabitation with you know the living uh, earth versus you know the uh, flesh uh, and bone creatures that walk upon the earth and all sorts of interesting things that way. And so uh, I was just kind of curious to get people's thoughts on some of the philosophies, at least as far as this first book is concerned and and where a lot of that goes. What I really enjoyed about and watching it is, um, so Alan Moore took over from Len Wein, who created the character. So he's got one issue, I think it was titled Loose Ends, where he's, you know, tidying up the previous arc. But this is one of the most beautiful and I think well-executed retcons of the character before, because to my understanding, Swamp Thing very much was a transformed Alec Holland. Yeah. And doing this, and he says, and uh, you know, going in it, and he later learned is like, no, his um in this horrific accident, going through his uh, consciousness was imprinted upon this biomass that becomes Swamp Thing, but there's no cells of Alec Holland in Swamp Thing at all. Mm-hmm. So became this oh look i'm alec holland transformed to i got i'm a bunch of biomass that got a download of his consciousness and memories but i'm not alec at all yeah and if i'm not alec and i don't actually breathe there's not a i don't have a heart i don't have lungs i don't have any of this it's there because there's a familiarity to that but it's not there it's like what am i nothing matt i'm not actually what i thought i was or any part of that Mm -hmm. basically he has this existential crisis where he just kind of goes, you know, full on Nietzsche, nothing matters, and he becomes like one with the plants himself, literally becomes like planting. Yeah. And um, yeah, he gets out there, and what's kind of interesting is what gets him to stand back up. Yeah. Because he has this full-on crisis, and then the thing is, what stands back up? What has enough value to Swamp Thing? This is actually, this is worth standing back up for. 
And in it, you've got Woodrow, the Floronic man. He's like, I'm going to raise oxygen and kill everybody. He's like, without animals, we're screwed too, man. Mm-hmm. And it was the balance of everything. And then people he does care for. He's like, the, he has relationships he cares for. And there is a balance. And there is the green as the avatar of the green, I guess, mm-hmm. later comes out. is He does have a role, but he is um, looking for applying his own meaning to life. That everything he thought he knew was wrong. Yeah. Uh, what is it now? And there's an interesting thing about like the idea of the singularity in this to a certain extent before I think the singularity was such an idea because essentially uh-huh. he is a biological thumb drive with the data that was Alec Hol- Holland on it. Mm-hmm. But is right. it becomes this question of like, is the pure data of your identity, your soul defining character? You know what I mean? Like, sure. Does this, would the singularity actually work? Um, you know, this sort of argues that it would, but it's sort of interesting to see how that i don't know it's just an interesting concept no it's interesting because you know whenever you're like guess what i'm thinking of you're like animal vegetable or mineral yeah yeah um yeah like was animal and now this thing is vegetable kind of a yeah. deal and yeah what's going on there and then yeah he comes back in and decides to protect the swamp and yeah. the people in it yeah yeah uh mr adam what are your thoughts so going through the conversation you were just having very much reminded me of like the ship of Thes- uh, theseus or theseus however you say it Sure. You got the ship of Theseus, and it, throughout the years, you've got to replace parts of it. And then a thousand years later, when everything's been replaced, is it still the ship of Theseus? Yeah. And that's kind of what happened right. here was that, you know, my only experience with Swamp Thing was the really shitty 80s movie mm-hmm. uh, that I think all of us saw Swamp Thing 1 and 2. So I had no clue what I was getting into. In fact, yeah. I was kind of wondering how are they going to do this because. Is it just going to be kind of like a fern gully, the last rainforest type thing? Or <laughs> yeah. what was going to happen? Nope. You know, no, it wasn't. No, no not at all. So I, I don't I think I would have been more interested if it was fern gully, the last rainforest. <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't. I was kind of wondering, and it, it kind of made sense as far as you mentioned with the, uh, the environment versus everything else, because this is the height of the Reagan years, yeah. uh, and you were seeing a lot of the stuff people being brought to mind about the rainforest being cut down, about businesses and technology taking over, mm-hmm. and we're kind of at the beginning of the computer age, where now it's like, hey, we've got PCs, people have these in their homes. It's not just for colleges and universities and the government and stuff. Uh, so, but it was really, really cool to get into this and the the part where it's like, hey, you're not really Alec Holland. You are just the identity of him that these plants absorb. Like they had the cool little thing about the, was it the leeches that eat other leeches or whatever thing oh, the, was? And the, the worm things? The worms, yeah, the player yeah. worms or something like that. Yeah, that was, really, that was really, an interesting. I wanted to go back and look it up that and see how real that actually was. But uh, I actually, so the funny thing was when they were talking about some of the serial killers in the second book, I did go Google them and they weren't real. They were just for so one of them said, I, I won't repeat what this person had done. And I was like, well, I want to know what they did now. Yeah. Uh, but that's more of a, a talk for the second book. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was a really kind of cool idea to, first of all, everything you think you've known about yourself, you've got these memories, you've got everything in your head, and then finding out that this has all been a lie. Nothing's yeah. real. And, and of course, I don't blame him for having that crisis and just being like, you know what? I'm just going to put down roots and go the fuck away. Yeah. Fuck everything. I'm just, I'm done. I'm out. Uh, you like play Frost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As she just nods I, her head. I will say one thing. Alum does not need Jesus. Yeah. Not, so, no, because like, he has lots of shrooms and all sorts of other good drugs that he has. I'll also say Alan Moore wrote a bunch of Crossed later, Elena. He did, and it was horrible. <laughs> because just maybe he's, he's, you know, 
So it takes the the Alamore cross t- takes place like a hundred years after the original book, and so he tried to like invent his own language for it, like a mix uh, of how languages evolved and it's English mixed with that. And so half the book makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, because there there's go. he's really mix. just at another level. So he's trying to do uh, what is it, Clockwork Orange, Esperanto kind of a thing. But it's more than that because it doesn't even really like the words change up or I, I don't know, like one word. It was like one word could mean five different things depending on like how it was used and where. And it's like I don't have that much energy to put into this. I, I just want to see yeah. how I get eaten. Uh, Oh, so going well, back. Never to mind. Book. Maybe he does need Jesus. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he might. That's what the wizards in his beard are for. It's true. So, yeah, he, um, he looks like a character from Harry Potter. By the way, okay, I gotta look him up. Hold yeah, on. Dude, look I, him up. I, he I, looks I, like I, a uh, a rough Gandalf. Doesn't he oh. kind of look like uh, Rob Zombie on? Crack? Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. <laughs> he looks like a rough Gandalf. <laughs> like the, the, the dude is a Death Eater for sure. Like, and he does. I mean, his god is a snake that he worships. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, all yeah. I'm saying is. Is like, hold on. And I know that future Brian, I apologize, but. No, you're good. Oh, no, future Brian's going to leave this. Yep. Scene. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. D- Death yeah. Eater is definitely very accurate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really is. As I say, as I've been watching like all of the Harry Potter movies. Dude, all over 100% again. with you on that. I, uh, I've i been rewatching a lot of them. The funny thing is, I started watching them on like, oh, on one platform. It was like Hulu or Peacock or something like that. And then they all moved to HBO Max. Uh-huh. So thanks yeah. to Todd, I could watch them on HBO Max. I, I started them on because P- they were on Peacock. Yeah. Right. And I was watching and I went and I went go, I went to go back to watch forget which one I was watching and I was like, oh, it's not here anymore. And I'm like, okay, apparently Harry Potter the the Harry Potter movies just keep moving from yeah. platform to platform. Yeah. Oh. So I just like went on Apple TV and I was like, where the hell is this now? And they're like, HBO went perfect. Yeah. So I started with one and have been working my way through. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the, I'm on, I'm on uh, seven, the seventh movie part, Deathly Hollows part one, you know, the okay. camping trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been tripped the, the movie. Too. I haven't seen the last one, the very last one. I like the very last one. I've only seen like the very, very end from when like Harry dies and then comes back. Spoiler alert. Oh, (laughs) you don't know the ending of Harry Potter after all these years. Suck it. Like, I'm like, oh, is he going to die? I'm like, his name's in the title. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, he did die. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I haven't, I've only watched parts of it. So that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to start watching them and I'm going to get all the way through. But Uh I'll tell you, I had to skip through parts of the fifth one. Because it's horrible. Well, I can't. The fourth one makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. But the problem is, is that I also wasn't in the best place mentally and i was not ready to deal with dolores umbridge oh my gosh she is the fucking worst i i get like nervous tics from like school but i mean the british accent and then this the pure evilness lena you know the person i am channeling every time i see that movie so i can't it drives me crazy (laughs) and the other piece of it is is the whole like That she always does. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't. So I skipped through a lot of the wow. shit. She was like all of the parts, especially as, as soon as she started having Harry write and it starts. Oh yeah, um, cutting into and his branding hand, branding him. I was like, I'm out. I can't. I can't deal with it. And then when she slaps him at the end, I remember being in the movie theater and every there was like an audible gasp yeah. out of everyone when she hits him, and yeah. I was just like, well, she is a cunt. So yeah. I'm, and I'm. T- 
But she is. She's like the epitome. Yeah. Like if you look up the word cunt in like Urban Dictionary, it should be a picture of Dolores Umbridge (laughs) right next to it because she is horrible. I mean, I can't think of another villain that could actually be worth. I mean, I don't even think Voldemort is as bad as Dolores Umbridge. Which I think there's an interesting point that this is totally off topic, but there's an interesting point there where the people who are trying to be in favor of a leader or a deed oftentimes are worse than the leader themselves because of the extremes they will go through in order to impress gain ex- impress like impress them or gain acceptance and all that kind of stuff right like there's a there's an interesting lesson in that so i think yeah i think it's totally accurate that she's worse well and here's yeah. the thing too is with voldemort is that he is evil you get it i mean you look at him and you're like that guy's a motherfucker like, yeah he'll, he'll kill you and laugh about it which he does yeah uh but umbridge has like the most um it's more diabolical sense because she comes across with that pink frilly little hat and a smile Ugh. on her face and as much as Voldemort is doing things for evil's sake and just to be a total fucker, she like revels in it. Yeah. It just makes her, it makes her so happy. And she looks like this. Uh, yeah. She, she definitely is probably my most hated villain, like evil villain of any series, whether it's movies, TV, whatever. It's like, she's just so despicably cold and cruel. And there's just, there is no redeeming value. At least I could laugh occasionally yeah. at what, what Voldemort said, because he'd say something funny, but yeah, it's just, well, he also does. Oh, I was like, what? I thought that was something on my side. I have the same one, but it plays the Star Wars theme. Ellen gave it to me. Okay, song's over. I love it's it. Clipping I will say this much. When, as soon as you start the first movie and you hear the music, yeah. I uh-huh. do love it. But once yeah. you get past the fourth movie, it's hard to get through. And what sucks is the book for Half-Blood Prince is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. But the movie, I forgot, the movie just didn't do it justice. Like, the fifth and sixth movies just weren't very good. And then the, the first off, the last book was a piece. I just... I, the, you don't like the David Yates era? <laughs> no, not really. I think my favorite movie and my favorite book is Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, that's everybody's favorite movie. Um, easily, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's my favorite. It's you, you, it is, it's well written. It's well done. It's the, la- and it's, I just, I've said it before. I watched this whole thing on YouTube where it was like, mm-hmm. all right, we've got creative control of the first three books. And then what happens? And then she's just going to write until her hand. <laughs> and it's like, right. that's how the fourth book came off was she yeah. just kept writing. And it yeah. was like, where's the editor? What happened yeah. here? I haven't so read I just these feel books. like. So here's the thing is the books are they get a bit long because and like you said there was no editorial control it was like you Uh go dear you go honey good for you uh but they're still great there's still a ton of fun to read and there's still a lot of really good stuff in there that being said everyone's like oh the books are better than the movie i'm like yeah because the movie has to cram in all five thousand pages she wrote for book five into a two-hour movie does gonna leave shit out now that being said i still really want to see like a reboot or a relaunch whatever where it's serialized like let's say hbo does like you know it takes Mm -hmm. a book and does so we'll say book one is like six seven episodes for a season then book five yeah and then book five would be like 60 episodes because that's how long the book is uh because i think that's and that's one thing i did like about the second movie or the last movie being split into two was because it was one that did need to be split up because so much happened and it's kind of how five six and seven almost should five and six should have been unlike twilight breaking dawn which didn't need to be two movies Uh, or (laughs) it didn't need to be one movie we need to be one movie (laughs) or they could have put the wedding at the end of the third book and called it good we're done would have given a shit yeah (laughs) 
Although the I will say, guys got this weird fascination with the baby. It's not healthy. Although I will no, say, oh it's, my God. Is, it's That's not healthy. That's the thing on YouTube that everyone should watch, though. It's Alex Myers talks about the Twilight series, and that's the guy I showed you yeah. during New Year's. He talks about it, and he gets to Breaking Dawn Part 1, and it shows Jacob, like, imprinting on the baby. <laughs> He's just like, but did, did, Jacob, did Jacob just fall in love with a baby? <laughs> this is I crazy. will not stand a baby fucker. Yeah. Fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say the the good reason why that those movies do exist though is because before Mystery Science Theater came back, we we're doing riff tracks where uh-huh. you, they would do the commentary, then you download it and play it with yeah. the movie. And just go look at the like I think it was it might have even been Breaking Dawn riff tracks uh, clips on YouTube. Because that one like creepy vampire elder shows up, they're like, "Oh, it's a crime," and he goes, "Is it a naughty crime?" And I lose <laughs> my shit every second. Because I think the word "naughty" is the funniest English language, second to titties. Yeah. So either the word "naughty" and I just lose my goddamn mind. So okay. On, also, sure. random side note: before we get back to this, the first movie yeah. I ever professionally reviewed was the final Deathly Hollows movie. Oh, and I was like, I think I just got like my ten year whatever reminder of it on Facebook the other day. So. <laughs> So that was my, that was started it all. And that was one of the worst things I've ever written. So don't ever go look for it. <laughs> it's like our early episodes. Just don't, don't yeah, go don't back do and listen to it. Why are yeah. you doing that? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. Oh, so what I was going to say was going back to Swamp Thing, finding out that he's not really Alec Hammond. Uh, it, just, it, it was for Holland. For me, it was a lot of fun because it brought up a lot of cool sci-fi stuff. Like it talks about when we, you know, when teleporters become a thing, because technically mm-hmm. speaking, they can do, they can teleport photons of light now where they basically mm-hmm. have to completely destroy the one item and then recreate it somewhere else. So the question then becomes that if you do it to a living being like a human, okay, you're technically dead and then you're reborn someone else and your consciousness should transfer. But what it still be the same you kind of mm-hmm. going back to the ship of theseus thing so i had a ton of fun with that uh, just in my own little head canon you know going into all the physics and fun stuff uh and as someone who really had a problem with uh, loss of identity with you know a lot of stuff i went through in the last couple of years i really felt what he was going through because it's yeah. like everything mm-hmm. you thought you knew about yourself wasn't it you know it's it's all this image and mirage and everything put in your head that wasn't true so again it became this really cool little thing for me to dive into it made Swamp Thing a lot deeper than I thought Swamp Thing could ever be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as much as Alan Moore likes to take things and make them much more complicated than they need to be, he did a damn good job with this. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he did. It's, it, and again, his, his op- Magnus Opa, Magnum Opus, whatever you want to say, is Watchmen. I don't think anyone will ever deny that. But you can see the seeds that were being planted and going from there, and pun intended, seeds planted. Uh, but it still didn't make it so it wasn't fun. It was definitely yeah. heavy, and there's a lot to think about and a lot to go over, but it was still entertaining. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I can honestly say when I got done with the book, I didn't know how I felt about it, but letting it sit for a day or two and mulling over it and go- going through things, and then hearing you guys talk about it mm-hmm. uh, really just brought to mind how much I really did enjoy it. So I'm, I'm excited to go forward and uh, right. read the rest of them. And honestly, when we get to the next episode, it, uh, book two is when it really clicked for me, and I started enjoying it while I was reading it. Yeah. Before then, I was like, oh my god, these are 200 pages long what the fuck yeah and then the second one i was like oh shit i'm done i want to go more now but then i didn't because i already read 400 pages in two hours yeah what was fascinating still we didn't talk about much you have the white monkey which basically the people's fears it would grow and it would be vicious and everything and as core to the different people's fears it was feeding on it would become more ferocious and it got defeated by facing your fears Mm -hmm. and saying i will not be afraid of you anymore and it shrank and small and then you had etrigan eat it which was an interesting thing and that's how you killed the monkey but even um and near the end of it there is um going through all of that you have abby's husband who's a piece of shit 
Word up. I don't think we've talked well enough. Uh, this is just an awful person. Drunk as a skunk. Deadbeat guy. But Abby's off doing something. He's like, I'm going to try to make things up. Gets in a car accident. And you have this creepy bug going, hey, let's make a deal. I'll take well, over. Yeah. And-, and and that plays a lot into the second book. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the interesting the thing, too, one, yeah. about that guy, which I thought was really interesting, is there is this very fucked up sort of misogyny there of, like, him feeling like his wife needs to perform for him and she's only there for his sexual pleasure. And then right. he finally becomes okay with her when he develops the ability to basically create a spiritual entity that can give him a blowjob. So, therefore, then he becomes a slightly better husband because he is less demanding of his wife's time because he can just have a ghost give him a blowjob like ghost. Busters. That's right. And when, I, mean, I when, couldn't go ahead. No, it's like I couldn't tell because there's a lot of misogyny built into this, and I couldn't tell if this was actually like Alan Moore trying to talk about again. This is the Reagan era. This is all the fun, crazy stuff about uh-huh. women being treated like objects in the real world, which I'm hoping what it was, or was he actually just being a misogynistic asshole? You know, while he's right. Well, sort of hard to tell with him sometimes, man. <laughs> like it can be interesting. What's interesting? This is his first American work. So, yeah. um Because he was a nobody DC before game. this. Like no well, one knew. He, was. No, he, he, he did was V for Vendetta. For a while. He'd been working on V for Vendetta. So he had done some other stuff first, but this is his first over the pond work. And as he was plugging away. And I mean, the character is a piece of shit. At the same time, the way it's being shown, it's like, I hate this guy. You read it and you're like, I hate this guy, but you're supposed to hate this guy. Well, you have so, to for what comes in the next book, too. Because, that's you know, right. spoiler alert, you're setting up a love story, but she's already married uh-huh. to another character. So her husband has asshole. to be an asshole for you to feel better about her ending up with some else that's right so and this ends off with a um she's now got a job her husband's an asshole and seems to be slightly less of a jerk yeah. once he got possessed at yeah. the end of this book and um they're going forward and swamp thing is like i'm gonna chill in the swamp man yeah and it's kind of how this ended but he shows up when he's needed he's still trying to figure out what he is mm-hmm. and if he's okay with that or not but he um there's a whole lot he doesn't understand and he's like uh, we'll see and yeah. this is kind of how it ends now the art let's talk about the art yeah. a little bit lena you have comments on the art yeah i do have comments on the art um i think the art is interesting i didn't know what i was walking into it feels very um what i would expect from comic book i guess is the best way to put it yeah it's not like an archie comic but it's it's what i associate um there's a lot of colors but then not at the same time um right the actually what's funny is the art style feels a little bit like how my dad draws so i think that's kind of why i <laughs> didn't hate it um but the thing that i couldn't get over was the the shadowing because of all the like the the lines for the shadows in the face and everything it's a little distracting for me yeah um, and the blue hair is a little distracting. The white, actually, one of the <laughs> girls, uh, Abby, I think yeah. her name is, uh, has the white hair with the like black, the black stripes. And yeah. I was like, okay. Um, so some of the stuff was was interesting, but um, I liked the way that Swamp Thing looked, at least in the beginning. I didn't mm-hmm. see anything after that, but yeah, uh, you know, that's I I it, I thought it was interesting. There's a lot happening on every single one of these pages though yeah yes. there's not like i mean it there's you there's so much to that you can focus on if you just stare at one page yeah um so yeah it's but so in that case i thought that was really interesting but it's it's 
I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. There's a lot of writing. There's a lot of uh-huh. color. There's a lot of everything. There's, there's no, um, minimalist yeah. at all that happens. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, interesting a with a little that I, I had a time, I had a chance to read. So yeah. Sure. With the art, they say a little bit in this modern age of current comics coming out, they're referred to as decompressed or writing for the trade. Mm-hmm. And I think this shows it off well as there's several issues in here but man the plot is hurtling through yeah and it is moving and you talk about it being dense um so there is with the art here that's what i have to say about that the um art here though what there is controversy is they did release absolute edition so these are oversized hardcovers of the book they have gone through and recolored them for the oversized edition so all the line work is the same it's got brand new color treatment mm-hmm. and some people are like how dare you mess with the perfection of the original i hate it don't you do it but sometimes you look at it and you're like you know and it has its place but on the same time some of it looks really cool too so i, mean, I happen to have there it. are there are things that like i like this one page there's just it's a lot of detail there there's is a, a lot, lot of detail there's a lot of detail and honestly i like that considering the fact that half the time we'll read books and i'll be like this character and this character look like the same person mm-hmm. and i can't tell who's talking anymore and all that kind of stuff right. <laughs> and and now at least with this i didn't have that um that whole thing although it did give me i mean you said this is in the 80s it did give me kind of gem and the holograms vibes if only for yeah. the coloring because People had right. all kinds of different hair colors. Yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't like naturally occurring hair colors. There was purple and blue and these like bright oranges and everything that you just don't see usually. So um, I did, I did very much like that. So, yeah. I mean, right. I think as far as that color controversy goes, I, and I get it because it's sort of that same idea as um, colorizing, you know, Turner classic movies and all that shit that was, a thing sure. um in this situation the original still exists but there was mm-hmm. a very specific i mean and, and like the turner classic movies there was a limitation to the printing te- technology that made it so that you need to use a limited color palette so being able to like even just updating the um the the page uh texture changes things a lot like you know right i i read uh, to lana's point where there's so much going on it's a little hard to focus at least the first several issues i read them digitally even though I own the physical copy because I found it easier to focus and get through the story going panel by panel and having a guided view. Once I got lit into the story and understood the flow and got through that, I was reading them, you know, in my paper copies, but like digitally having that extra help to focus on what was going on, I found very helpful, but also that, that color quality, um, you know, the digital, I think is still probably the original print, but because of the, uh, the paper quality, it just looks better, um, digitally because of the, you know, you can actually sort of see the art and it's closer to truest form. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get, I get the point on both, both sides of it. Um, yeah, that's, I think as long as they keep the originals available and don't pretend and it was this the whole time then why not have it be another interpretation of it and you look at the new coloring (laughs) the biggest change they have added is they've added the concepts of gradient color yes 
Yeah. So versus just a solid mat of here's a big pool of red, it has a gradient going on. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Adam, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think we kind of touched on everything. And okay. yeah, and in the long run, I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. cool. Uh, so let us jump into some grades. Lana, do you want to throw in an opinion on grades? Or let me skip past you. Yeah, you can skip past me. I didn't, okay. I'll say this much. The one thing that I, and I said this before we started recording, um, for this first book, when I, when I opened it, because I always get the digital copies, because um, I live in a very small space and I can't have 4 billion uh, graphic novels. Believe me, I'm feeling apartment. your pain right now as I'm trying to find <laughs> space for my stuff. So, so I buy everything on digital copies as much as I can. And I had downloaded books one and two at the same time. And when I went and I clicked into book one and I started reading, I was like, oh, I'm, I missed something, something I'm like, oh God, did I, did I pay, did I grab the wrong, did I start reading the wrong book? And I literally X'd out of it and went, no, I did open the right book. And so it, it was a little jarring. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm, I missed an entire conference, mm-hmm. like an entire story that happened. Like there was an entire issue that happened prior to the start of book one that just, so that was the one thing that, that kind of caught me off guard, but uh, I don't, I don't have enough to give a grade. I'll give, I will say this from art alone. I would give it an A minus. I quite, I quite liked the art. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have read articles with several different artists going like, what do you want to draw? It's like, Oh, I want to draw swamp things. Like now that you've driven swamp things, like swamp thing is such a cool character. Oh my God. It takes forever to draw swamp. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, I don't know how anyone stays up on this book. It takes forever to draw the guy. Yeah. I've heard similar things about Spider-Man. We're like, I want to draw Spider-Man. And then you have to do all the web lines on his costume. And you're like, fuck Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your grade? Hey. Okay. Mr. Adam. Hey. Uh, and yeah, I'll stick with you. I, I, I love this book. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm giving it a as well. And uh, the truth be told, as we get into this, I've read the first two previous. I own all of the trades and now I'm finally going to finish them over this course of us going through all of them. So oh, that's uh, why cool. you recommended it. Yes. Absolutely. But I get 100% selfish. Every time I read it, I'm yeah. like, oh, there's more. Oh, there's yeah. more. It's like, yeah. this is, the, it's worth going back to the well. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, this being the second time I've read through this one and next week's book, uh, I, I definitely felt like I picked up a lot more that way. Um, so that being said, uh, next week, we are going to continue on with our Swamp Thing run. We are doing book two, which is going to be uh, issues well, 28 through 34 and annual number two. Yes. There you go. Um, also, there's a couple of swaps of uh, of artists here. Uh, Sean McManus makes sort of a, a guest appearance on two issues. Um, Obviously so. Yeah. We'll discuss that. I actually really like his art. <laughs> it's very different, but I really like it. Um, is that the one with the weird little alien dudes? He That's one of them, and then the, the first one is also his yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's going to lower my grade next issue. So, Well, uh, the Pog issue, yes, I Let's get it. Let's talk about it. Next we'll, issue, talk about it. we'll talk about it next week. So anyway, uh, so that's what we'll be reading next week. And then, of course, after that, we'll be reading book three, and after that, book four, and after that, book five, and after that, book six. And then we'll figure out what we're doing for Christmas. But that's how it's going to be. So uh, thank you all for joining us. And we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.